I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The minisode. Episode time. Ah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. It is minisode time. You could probably call this a minivan sode if oh. you so desire. Um oh. It's it's pulling in a few different strings. So something we've talked about and we've threatened to do a full episode on several times is um, like science fiction, representation, and all of that. So this kind of is a little segment of that. Um, I also just felt like it has been a long time since we've talked about Star Trek. So I felt the need... like. I don't know what it is about autumn because there's no seasons in space, but autumn <laughs> makes me feel <laughs> Star Trekky. I don't know, girl. Same. I've been between homework. I've been watching or trying to finish up Deep Space Nine right now, and so uh, yeah. yeah, we should hit re revisit Deep Space Nine. We're not done with it either. Um, but yeah, I I think it's like this idea of like moving into the winter, like. Winter feels like being on a starship, I think, because mm. you're kind of like just at home. I guess COVID times feels like being in a starship. I have definitely felt like I have just been like, why aren't my doors going? So yeah. that's what I needed in my life. Do you ever wonder what the mental health was like for people? Oh, it's it's I've I like they they do so many like tests right about like the mental health for astronauts before they're able to go into space and they're not going on multi-year journeys so like these people with multi-year journeys in space yeah that's yeah i don't know i couldn't i'm sorry i know i'm trying not to get because i want to know your topic but i'm like i'm just so glad someone wants to go there with me because i've (laughs) often wondered like so not only are they just living in this perpetual darkness indoors uh even with hollow suites, it's not the same. No. But, but hollow suites certainly help. They and also help. replicators really help. Yeah, they really help. But what I'm actually, but they're also under the constant threat of attack. Like yeah. you're sending your kids to school and all of a sudden you're like, oh. Well, it depends on the era, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are more peaceful eras and spaces and times like where it's like just once every five episodes instead of <laughs> multiple times during an episode. But then we would have to break down what that time frame would look like in between the attacks. Because if you're on Deep Space Nine, you're just like, oh, who's that? Is it Klingons? Is Deep it the Space Dominion? Nine is a dumb place to be. I'm just going <laughs> to all right. Okay. Okay. Now. Okay. Now, so oh, now, now, now back we're into around. it. Back around. So um, instead of Deep Space Nine, I'm I'm kicking okay. it old school because I know you are a fran- fan of the original series. Mm-hmm. I'm a little less knowledgeable about the original series than you. Um, but I mean, what we are going to talk about today kind of transcends the original series. Um, I think the original series was like heralded because it was like so much representation so much diversity right we could see asian people in the future we could see black people in the future but today i want to spend just 10 minutes talking about our biracial unicorn <sighs> mr spock oh so first and foremost 
I just like have so much love and admiration for this character. And even in the reboots, in the movies, that character is still always going to be my favorite. Yeah. He's, he's still always going to be my favorite. He's the best. Um, I do love Michael Burnham, though. <laughs> oh. but, but she's his sister. So I feel like... Yeah, and I feel selfish because I'm just like, I'm like, there's layers of that. I'm like, I'm like, do I want to, do I just like her? Do I want to be with her? Do I want to be her? There's a lot of things going on. (laughs) But I think it's actually funny that you mentioned Spock because we were watching Deep Space Nine and they had like this really cool harken back episode to where they actually are on their, the original Star Trek. It's like the Tribbles one, right? Yeah, exactly. So good, right? And I love that the Dex character is like looking at Captain Kirk and Spock's next to each other and she's just like, oh, his piercing eyes. He's way more handsome in person. And then he's yeah. just like, oh, Kirk? She's like, no, no Spock. Spock. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yes, girl. Yes. I. But of course, we've talked about how much we appreciate him because he really experiences the biracial existence so well and i think the discovery deeps into that or steps into that a little bit more as well a little bit more explicitly for sure i think you know a a core part of his character is is this internal battle and i think i think if you were to map out his growth and his his struggle and his change over time when he is at the most peace with himself and his most confidence is when he is finding a way to balance the Vulcan and the human. Like we see him throughout time, like rejecting the human, you know, because he's, he very much like wants to favor logic and just squash his emotions. And I think in his desire to fit in with like a human crew, he has to really reevaluate that that part of himself. And I think that's something we've talked a lot about on the show. It's like, how, why are we forced to feel like we have to choose? Why can't we just embrace it all and allow ourselves to be who we are? No, no, see, I don't know if this was done purposefully, but I think because he physically looks more like a Vulcan. Does that make sense? I'm thinking if he mm-hmm. actually looked more human, would mm-hmm. he tend to favor more of his human side, his more of his humanity? Because I because I think he knows, once again, logic, people how will look presents. upon him, how he is, what people will expect of him, and why he's been allowed the position where he is because of his logic, then he must thus assimilate to their assumptions yeah yeah it's the question of assimilating to assumptions or assimilating to majority culture which do you do exactly and so i've always wondered that if they did that purposefully of making him look more so vulcan than more so human yeah Uh, and i thought and especially when we've had those episodes and other versions where he interacts with his human mother, I mm-hmm. thought that right there really tugs to me personally, who doesn't necessarily look like their mother, but mm-hmm. society will treat me a certain way. But what not you said, like, I have to pick between the two, even though I have a very a great bond with my mom. And so it's, it's one of those things that you can see that play out very much with Spock of him. He loves his mother. He respects her very much. Uh, she was a, a protector and a nurturer for him that made him very much who he is when he, because he's human, he so much desired that. 
from both of his parents, but was not going to get that from his father. And I just feel like you said, you can see that inner turmoil in other ways. But um, in the original, I, uh, I, I'm glad they allowed us to see that a little bit more because I think that's what allowed him to have the companionship with Captain Kirk. Because I don't think it was as, as explicit of the biracial battle necessarily, mm. but I think had he not been what we say, a mixed kid, I don't think he would have been able to have the necessary connection with Captain Kirk that he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to take it back to his mom. I almost feel like we could do a full mini-sode on Amanda. But <laughs> but I think her story is really interesting because she she has lived in that culture. So it's also... He doesn't look like her, but also she has been in that culture and she is trying to hold on to her own heritage while also honoring the majority culture that she is in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is really interesting. And there and there was the whole um, I believe in Discovery, there is that that whole storyline of she was able to be more emotional with Michael because she was full human Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to Spock. And so like in a way she, she did Spock a disservice by seeing the Vulcan miss in her and in him. And I think that's a really interesting um, and complicated Mm -hmm. idea. Well, I mean, talk about her own complexity as a character. The fact that, once again, she, being a very emotional, nurturing person, at least that's how she's portrayed, getting Mm -hmm. into a relationship with a Vulcan. A Vulcan y Vulcan. (laughs) The most Vulcan of Vulcans. Yeah, like he's not someone who dabbles or, you know, who is like interested. You know, it's uh, kind of like. He was like searching for it or it was interesting that she was drawn to it, being in a relationship with that. And we've talked about people who are in interracial relationships, thinking about what that would mean for their children and having to have that discussion and having to be mentally prepared of what that will look like to raise kids in that Mm -hmm. dual existence. And I always think like, did they have that conversation? (laughs) Well, like my impulse is like, no, but then I'm like, Actually, probably, because that seems like a very logical conversation to have. Yes, exactly. So for me, I so her existence within that relationship makes me also really curious about the daddy. Um, it makes me because his logical brain, I'm like, what part of him realized how difficult and challenging that would be and still went for it? Yeah, and I think we do, we do see that in him sometimes. Like I'm, I don't think I've seen all of his appearances and all the things, but I think every time you see him, he's like so complicated. He like he's just like a complicated character. Yeah, that trope of the complicated, emotionally distanced dad. He yeah. give him, give him the reward. He's in the dictionary. It's it's it is he. <laughs> yeah. But no, Spock is is just Spock is definitely my favorite and I think I think also it's not just yes, you said that he does present as more Vulcan, but I think part of the success of that character is that Leonard Nimoy was so ethnically ambiguous in that character. Yeah. Like what like you you see people, you talk to people today that are like, is Spock Asian? <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> I, but I, 
think that says something a lot to his character, and I really, really enjoy it. And I and I love that Leonard Nimoy he threw himself into that role, and I think that makes it e- even that more enjoyable that he allowed to be in the ambiguity of it all. Yeah, and I think the role of of Spock within the original series is he really personal personified the other like he was otherness personified and i think for those of us who are mixed race we can really relate to that because it's this this feeling of being other in every space that we're in and i think that that's very spock spock is always not vulcan enough not human enough like who is he and where can he exist and where does he belong I, you know i also thought he did a great job of being of representing the not the exoticness but people over fictionize mixed people as like oh that's the future if we would just mm. intermix more and mm-hmm. i think that was so interesting that they brought this mixed person with this vulcan race and just been like but look i mean he's a good officer he is still super strong so strong super smart exactly <laughs> and i think that they played out how people kind of view mm. mixing as a whole um i know we read that book caucasia where the dad in that book talked about like it's almost a, an experiment of the superiority of mm-hmm. mixing races. And I think like that kind of mentality was played out in Spock of just like, look at this, the future will be able to do this and we will make these superior beings. And I'm like, Ooh, like just seeing that play out in a screen. I'm like, I can see where they'd be quite dangerous because what about the person? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think in some ways he's almost too perfect. Mm. Um, But, you know, he does have his flaws. But I think you're right. Like, he is all these great things. Um, It is a very romanticized version of what a mixed future could look Mm -hmm. like. And uh, so good. And I don't... It must have been so hard, too. And I think they play this not just with with his character, but I'm thinking of, like, Klingon characters as well, of just having to Mm. be that extra of being within the Federation. So he has his own existence of what he believes in his culture, but then there's this whole other subculture of the Federation and having to be diplomatic, but also where's your allegiance as well to it. Yeah, and especially, I think, in particular, though, that, that Vulcan human mix because the Vulcans are like the OGs of the Federation. And then the humans are, well, you know how humans are. <laughs> we like move in and take over and like colonize. Yeah. And, like, you know, the, the one of the strongest voices in the Federation. So being the balance of those two, um, two groups that feel almost ownership yes. of the federation yes and know what would be best for the galaxy <laughs> yeah definitely both groups think that they know more than everyone else exactly and and he has to continuously be like do i that that bridge but the thing about a bridge is that the more that transpires across it the more stress is put on it and i think we have definitely seen throughout the, the series where he's had moments where that bridge is snapped you know yeah. So. Yeah. For sure. I'm always happy to see Spock in anything. Mm-hmm. He is great character. So outside of the OG, what movie series depiction do you think did the original the most justice? 
I mean, I think I think the re- rebooted movies um I think Zachary Quinto did a good job as Spock. Um I think the movies have have their flaws, but I don't think Spock is one of the flaws for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't I don't know if it's did it the most justice. Um I mean, we see him come in and and pretty much all of the series uh following, but I really I loved the exploration of Spock in Discovery mm-hmm. because, um, spoiler alert, he, it, it is such a big part of of who Michael is uh, and their relationship is so important to the whole story. So I, I love to see that unfold and love to see the different perspectives on Spock's upbringing. Mm. How about you? Actually, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I think Zachary Quinto did a really good job. You're right. The movies, are they without their moments, you know? But I think... when you deal with something within the sci-fi world, you're always, I mean, people have that with Discovery. They are angry about timelines and uniforms and language and what was going on, you know, but I think yeah. Zachary Quinto himself did a great job. I think he did his homework. Um, this is how I want to imagine a very young, angsty Spock. <laughs> and But you're right. Something about Discovery and going into it, I don't necessarily, I'm like loving the depiction of Spock himself within the discovery mm-hmm. like and I'm, I'm i'm sure that people are going to come at me for that but the story itself of the unfolding is is absolutely delicious i have enjoyed it i need to catch up on it i'm so it keeps changing what platform it's on so i a girl can't keep up yeah I don't know. I I think I'm all caught up. Uh, I roped my husband in during the most recent season, um, and he really enjoyed it. Uh, I think the first season in particular was like really actiony, so I didn't think that he would be into it. Um, but but now, having seen the the most recent season, I think he would be um, one of his his coworkers. Uh, started watching it and has been like texting him about it. And Ian's like, I don't think I saw that. And I'm like, you didn't. You missed like two full seasons. So we should go back and watch it. Uh-huh. Just, mm, just rope that in. Rope that in. Yeah. I mean, he's he he was a Star Trek fan before I was, to be fair. Oh, nice. But... Nice. So he turned to you. Yes. Right yes. on. <laughs> Cool. All right. We want to hear everyone's thoughts on Spock um, and which depiction of Spock you find the most interesting. You can reach us all the normal ways and we'll be back next week uh, with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini-sode. Live long and prosper. Yes. Oh, I also discovered that that is because Leonard Nimoy is jewish and i guess this the live long and prosper hand gesture is derived from the jewish <gasps> jewish faith um which i had no clue no. about yeah gonna which, the end of this episode i, I <laughs> just gonna <laughs> slide that in Tech, uh, let's, now we have to get off and talk about this is oh that is so cool <gasps> yeah yeah cool well look it up <laughs> We'll be back soon. Peace. Out.